Welcome to Switcheroo, a dirty little podcast about religion, sex, and all the in-between parts. With your hosts, Maggie Baxter, an atheist turned evangelical, and Nick Vu, an evangelical turned atheist. I expected a lot more questions about sex on this podcast. (laughs) Stand and deliver. interesting things that we haven't covered yet that you're bringing to the table so i think we're exploring those yeah now let's talk about your sex holes okay (laughs) how do you fill your sex holes today i've brought at least five to seven sex holes (laughs) (laughs) does it change depending on the day how many you're carrying i just don't want to limit myself yeah you never know what you're feeling today it's five to seven tomorrow it could be five to seven Mm -hmm. thousand Ooh, sex holes. Every pore <laughs> Every in my pore flesh. <laughs> Touch my flesh. I'm touching your flesh. I'm glad you said that was creepy. Yeah, it was really creepy. Yeah, I don't know. Let's start with. Do you want to start with gender or sexy stuff? Give a preference. Well, Let's. I have a, I per, a quick perspective on gender because I was just and and in a faith practice because I was just. Discussing. You want me to ask the question? That, yeah. So yeah, I was rephrase when I was thinking it. about coming on the show. Maggie was saying, "What's what's something that's been on your mind, or like anything you want to unpack or think about while we're all together?" And I was thinking that I was I was just kind of curious to know what you guys thought or what we could unpack about the role that gender plays in a faith practice and whether that serves a purpose or not, or how it's served a purpose to either of you. Or not? Mm-hmm. Go. I was just having a conversation with uh, with some friends last night about when I started at two churches before my last church. When I started my job, I had to kind of fill out a questionnaire, a, like a spiritual questionnaire. I think it was based on the Nicene Creed, which is there's one God. Yeah, it's a set of doctrinal kind of agreements that you make by saying, I believe this. Um, And it is a framework for how you enter into a a denominational community by saying, like, I adhere to these beliefs and with no doubt, which is insane because I've been a part of lots of churches and not agreed with with many of the things on, uh, on those lists. But one of the questions that was asked was describe how you understand the Holy Spirit, which is part of the triune Godhead, the Christian Godhead. And I, uh, I used the language. I mean, I described my, my kind of relationship, not with, but to the Holy Spirit. And I used the language, like I named the Holy Spirit. And then I put in parentheses, he slash she slash it and parentheses Mm. um to and then i went on to talk about other things but when i had to meet with the council of elders at this church they were like we took we took issue with the fact that you said he she it like the bible clearly states that the holy spirit is a he 
and Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a he. And I was like, I think that's dumb. <laughs> like, that's a dumb, yeah. that's a dumb thing to think. And uh, by, by putting this, the, the he, she, it in parentheses, the like pronoun plethora in parentheses, I was saying the Holy Spirit is genderless, has no gender. And, and to assign a gender or to assign genitalia to a spirit is like the most ludicrous thing I can imagine. Yeah. But that would be assigning sex. Yes. To this right, right. spirit, not necessarily, not necessarily gender. The gender, but they're associated. And and I would say that that is that was my argument was like, what do you consider to be gender? Like the gender of the Holy Spirit, and they said the gender and the sex is masculine, and I uh, or male. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no. And they still let me work there, but I was like, I am not going to, like, I'm not going to fight this fight with you. Like, that's the stupidest thing. Did they make you erase it or something? They asked me to rewrite it, but but I didn't. (laughs) And then... And then we all just moved on. So you're still on the record, yeah. uh, But anyway, I just thought that that was such a ludicrous idea that if we're talking about the spirit world, we're not talking about... A ding-dong. A ding-dong or a a pocket envelope. (laughs) (laughs) Good old pocket envelope of my my ghost god. (laughs) My my holly ghost god. <laughs> I would say my I have a similar thing with just like I remember somebody kind of calling out I would encourage people listening to actually do research I don't remember the nuances of this but it was something like you know when they say God the Father it's actually like God the Parent yeah and you might look back at the original texts and see if there's something like that yeah some po- people took great offense to that other people didn't and like that for representation purposes if only men can be deities uh like what does that say about women and as a person with a penis who you know mostly identifies as male especially back then like i didn't question that i mean there is certainly like kind of the male privilege of not having to think or worry about that yeah and but i could see how and i had many friends who were women who are just like, where is my place in this? Yeah. It is it, it is like my purpose in this world to serve every man that comes along. Yeah. In all different ways. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just like, yeah, that that's bullshit. That sucks. So yeah, I would say gender matters for sure. And then also just what it is to be a man. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely got some pushback about, like, that's not what it is to be a man. And this mm. is what you need to be doing like, to be a man. post? Wait, oh, you got oh. pushback, like, people trying in, to tell you what it meant to be a man yeah. in Christian culture. Yes, 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 yes. Because nobody... I always wonder about that. Because I realize I have a pretty shallow perspective of, like, what being a man is. Or, like, what... I can step into the masculine, but... Mm-hmm. And I have sort of an idea of what... It means to be a mother or mothering or, or like that. I guess I don't really know what it means to be a woman either. But, but it's contextual and right, it's like yeah. comes out of culture. Anyone that's trying to tell you what that is. I'm just curious. What, what did they tell you being a, 
what was it to well, be I mean, a man? you're like a provider, you're a, a rock, like somebody who's very stable and unwavering, and uh, you take initiative, and play, let's see. Play sports, drink beer? I mean, a lot of that. Like, I remember I would, <clears throat> like my whole life, I would cross my legs when I sat and like never thought about it. And I know my family questioned my sexuality because of that. Hmm. Whoa. And um, my dad was definitely a leg crosser growing up. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we lived together, Maggie, uh, you found out I sometimes peed sitting down and you made a statement like, I can't believe that's happening in our house. Really? And and me also like very insecure about uh, my sexuality and like impressing women and like Whoa. romantic interests. Like I started peeing standing up because it's like, okay, maybe this is what it takes to be masculine and therefore to be attractive and uh, be desired and to like I wanna, finally get laid. I want to apologize <laughs> for that. Like sincerely, oh, yeah. that's a shitty thing that I did. <laughs> I, but I rooted in what I understood to be masculine as well. Like, right. the, yeah, it's like effeminate to do that and or, therefore or weird valid. or weak or yeah, yeah. gross yeah and so now i mean i'm i think i'm embracing a lot more femininity whereas i still consider myself masculine it's a little more fluid and especially at like queer uh, roller skate night like i'm definitely dressing a little more femme and maybe acting more femme and you know trying out that persona but it's like there was no place for that mm-hmm. in the in the Christian church, the evangelical church, I should say. I know that I started moving really hard away from Christianity after I had my first kid. Mm. Because I I felt like I understood my body more as a woman after having a kid and did not see myself represented in the powerfulness that it is to be a, a body that can give birth like I didn't I didn't see that represented at all in Christian culture yeah and and I that moved me back to the idea of empowering the feminine and 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 feeling like really one with my body and and not just because and so many women or people trans women have that that sense that spirit inside them that they have that like feminine power that are it's just not represented in a lot of spiritual contexts that I started to move move away from the patriarchal I remember that when you were pregnant with your first and it was like International Women's Day you sent me a photo of your pregnant belly mm-hmm. being bared and you were like holding your breasts mm-hmm. for me to post on my social media uh. because you felt like you couldn't post it on yours True. but you uh. really wanted to be able to express yourself like yeah. that I was so proud and I loved that I posted it. I posted this like picture of myself like in the bath like it was like my strong shoulders or something yeah. and then I posted your picture and then I got like 50 people being like are you pregnant <laughs> and I was like oh oversight uh, nope. <laughs> nope that's my that's my buddy <laughs> you know? but yeah there uh, there is something about a, a body that can do this thing that obviously I mean maybe this isn't obvious but to me I have I have noticed 
a lot over the years of practicing evangelical Christianity that there's a lot of fear around the ability of a woman to create life and what that means for mm. a creator God. Right? Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like there's so much power there that they had to like... They had to diminish put a lid it. on it. They had yeah. to say like, no, no, no. It's the it's the father that plays like the real role here. And, and I just like... I had a baby and I was like, fuck that. Like, yeah. this is the most powerful thing that my body could do. And it's mm-hmm. incredible. And that's my spiritual practice. <laughs> and mm. anything that feeds that... Is strong. I just read this Neil Gaiman book called The Ocean at the End of the Lane. It's really good. Mm. And it kind of centers around these these godlike women that live down the lane that kind of represent the the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Oh, they Mm -hmm. appear in a lot of the Sandman books, which he also wrote. Which I have not read yet. Which are are unbelievable. Dune ones? No, no, that's completely different. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's horror, though, so some of it's pretty jarring. I'm in. And so you need to. I'm in. There's trigger warnings. I'm on, not. Like, all of it. Tell me about yeah. Ocean. So <laughs> the main character, the protagonist, is this little boy that lives, and it really fucks you up because you're you're in the mindset of this seven year old boy. So in a lot of ways, you feel like, am I reading a kid's book? And it kind of feels like Coraline, but it's not a kid's book. At the towards the end of the book, he's he's talking to the mother. And he's, he's saying, he's, he's asking, he's realizing that he, um, that the, the maiden didn't come from a daddy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, um, you know, does, does she, does Letty have a daddy? And he, and she's like, no, we didn't, you know, we didn't go in for that. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, well, what are daddies for? And she says, well, well, men are there to create more men. <laughs> and and uh and like we don't bother with any of that or something yeah. and it was uh it was kind of a it was over the weekend that I was you know sometimes you feel like you're on a drug trip when you're not actually on drugs and that was one of those moments where I was trying to like meditate on what true father meant because I realized I had this really shallow mm. idea of like what it meant yeah. to be a man and what came out of that weekend was this feeling of there's there's really it's more like there, there's not real any true father or true mother. It's just the spectrum of nurturing and support that we can ident- we can like identify more strongly with the the feminine or with the masculine. But mm-hmm. but that makes more sense than than mother father really. Like kind of I, I was and I was really searching. I was really like, okay, what's true father, right? Yeah. And then at the end of this weekend, I read that and it just felt like this like icing on the cake of like. <laughs> Of like, of like, why are you stressing about this? Men are there to make more men. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, it also doesn't invalidate or in undervalue men. It just means like, it, you know. They're separate. It, it's like kind of makes me think of what you were saying about like a creator God could fear that notion. Yeah. Um, especially when women aren't re- represented at all. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> in that story and in that narrative. Yeah. For, for a woman, for a female character to just be like. Uh, well, men are there to create men. Just like like you could say the same thing about well, what is woman? Yeah, you know, you know, like it's like we could we could get really hung up on the anatomy of things, or we could just be we could just be in the in the spectrum of of masculine and feminine yeah. and be humans. Yeah, yeah, I love that actually, and that's I think that's what I'm leaning into a little more these days is especially with like a lot of the Eastern thought of the yin and the yang which some people call masculine and feminine but i think there's yeah 
I don't want to like ha- even have an association with male or female mm-hmm. with that. But it's just like, can you even transcend that? That's why I yeah. like Prince a lot. Yeah. Even though Prince, I read his autobiography or not, his, his someone wrote a biography yeah. and he was kind of anti-gay and stuff. It was weird. But he's very inspiring because it's like he transcends the the dual genders yeah. in a way. And, you know, I think something I'm exploring in roller skating is like, yeah, can I let go of what it means to be this or that or mm-hmm. what the expectation is and just like just be yeah. because the, there's a ton of power in femininity and a ton of power in masculinity yeah. and like trying trying to choose one or to like plant your flag can you and be just like, like this is what I am like instead why? of choosing yeah one or the other can you just harness power can we just be can it just be power and not even have to like worry or think well, we're about just, it but we're just afraid though it's the yeah. only reason we don't is because yeah. we're afraid that we're gonna we're we're gonna have needs that aren't met based on the binary structure that we've set mm-hmm. up for ourselves in yeah. culture. And that's very primal. Yeah, there's something deep within yeah. us that's afraid. Like there. there's a part of me that's that's very and I've I've also kind of like tried to flex different sides of myself more masculine. And I, I find that like flexing my masculine helps me tap into some deeper feminines too, because it's mm. like I realize I'm afraid of that too. I'm afraid yeah. of going deep femme or deep masculine just because there's the safety zone. Mm-hmm. And what pronouns do you use by the way? Well, I use she, her, but they are she, they. I'm on the, I'm on the, like, I don't know. I haven't quite stepped in yet. Yeah. Mostly for a lot, for a lot of reasons. But fear, I mean, that's, that is planting a flag also. And right? it's fear, Just, it's so, fear so, yeah. on both ends. Yeah. Because I have a lot of trans friends mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. I understand very clearly. I don't know. I just, I have a hard, I, I have a personal struggle my whole life with like rocking the boat and learning how to rock the boat and that that's okay yeah. to publish yourself. So yeah. 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 So that's my answer there. I know, like I know logically stepping into the more masculine sides of myself is going to unlock doors and like have my trajectory go, f- go further mm-hmm. than it could go otherwise. But there is that life raft there that you want to hold on to because safety and you're like and you're like things are going so well now maybe this is where i stop but you can never Mm -hmm. stop in life you have to just keep going (laughs) you know um can i ask you both a question yes how does gender play a role in your sexuality oh i can't tell you (laughs) (laughs) i mean like my my limited exposure to like uh well I want to go back to one thing really quickly and just say I can't speak to this particular subject on because of lack of understanding. But I will say that in a lot of indigenous cult- cultures, there is like a more fluid gender basis. And that is like a part of a spiritual practice, like the idea of a two spirit person who is mm-hmm. I only know from my experience dating someone who I believe was a two spirit person and and self they self identified as a two spirit person and were from indigenous background that there's it's not just hunter gatherer and uh caretaker nurturer there's like lots of different roles for people in a society and that plays out in spirituality but anyway going back to sexuality <laughs> i my understanding of like bot a body with a vagina that wants to uh, explore sexuality and gender 
might like use a strap on or do fisting or I, or step or into, some sort of step into a room with a different kind of energy. Mm. So let's talk about that. Because I'm in a heterosexual, gender conforming relationship of monogamy. 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 Those mimosas are uh, in huh? Monogamy is not an easy word to say. <laughs> right off the bat. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You're not buzzed at all. Monogamy. MacGyvery. Monogamy. Um, did you have something to say? Um, I guess I'm trying to figure out the question a little bit more. Um, I was just kind of trying to lead us a little sillier. Oh, okay. Into into sexy (laughs) stuff? Yeah, into sexy stuff. I, well, I guess just like right off the bat, I would say that if you, I I find that since I'm in a less gender conforming headspace, I get a lot more of the spectrum to play with Mm -hmm. right off the bat. And the people who are attracted to me when I'm presenting in that space, which is how I'd present with a potential lover, I get to, that's going to attract people who are also open to a lot more things. And it becomes way, it's way, I mean, this is a biased opinion because it's mine, but like, it's just like so exciting and interesting. And how are are we going to play together? Like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, and it seems really boring, which is probably not fair. Just, like, going on Tinder, meeting, like, heterosis dude, showing up as heterosis woman, banging. Like, that's, <laughs> like, that's, like, dry, like, dry, t- like, uninteresting. Not even butter on the Not case. even butter. And, like, when I, <laughs> like, as I am, if I am finding someone, like, on a site and I show up, I don't know what I'm going to get, but I know it's going to be really fucking interesting and fun and flavorful, even if it's just like a a drink with somebody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but that can trickle down into all the details of like, I mean, this napkin, (laughs) (laughs) this napkin could be the sexiest sex toy with the right partner. (laughs) And I don't know where this napkin falls in the gender continuum, Yeah, but if it could be a very pleasing the cosmic napkin. Yeah. Cosmic you're, napkin. You're, are you going to be able to throw this napkin away when we leave? <laughs> We're going to have to frame it. I'm going to masturbate with it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Pass it on to me yeah. when yeah. you're done. <laughs> we'll swap it around. <laughs> it's the sister slash brotherhood of the traveling sex napkin. <laughs> traveling sex napkin. <laughs> New podcast. <laughs> the siblinghood. <laughs> the siblinghood. Thank you. Can we say that? Yeah. I would say gender definitely informs my sexuality. And I guess being male presenting and mostly male identifying, it's it's always been easy to just like fall into certain roles by default. And I'd say like when I have a kinky partner, it's usually like I'm the dom and they're mm-hmm. the sub. And it is f- certainly fun to explore not that. But if I haven't had sex in a while or, like, need a new partner, like, that's a comfortable place to go to to get my needs met or certain needs met, at least. I would say also I'm, uh, I have a new partner who is identifies as non-binary but is 
you know, born in a female body. Mm -hmm. And that's been really fun, even in certain positions, like having my legs in the air, kind of like, I'm sure every female body who has had sex, like that's pretty standard and normal. And so me doing that, I'm just like, like, one, it's super sexy. I'm so (laughs) into it. It's real hot. Uh, But it's just like, this is, I understand this is just a basic, just normal thing that I've just never gotten to explore because yeah. it's always, or it's Because that's so always often, a female pr- position yeah, or the female yeah, perspective. Yeah. And so... My anyhow. mind went immediately to a scene in the movie American Beauty where, like, the mom is getting boned by the real estate giant and she's got her legs, like, up in the air. And yeah. all you see is the legs... Mm-hmm. How familiar a, a narrative that is around women and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. <sighs> it is. So, like, I guess exploring the the non-standard gender is very titillating, right? And when, if and when, that becomes very standard and baseline for me. I'm sure there'll be other things. To there'll explore. be a new, but, a new thing. But yeah, but for now, then exploring we can talk the more about feminine animals. side. <laughs> then we can go into B star. Oh, feast, uh, furries. Yeah, I'm starting to slur my speech a little bit <laughs> now that I've had. I'm on my second mimosa. It's because you're non-magogamous. I'm non-magogamous. That's right. One thing I think is interesting about sexuality and gender and like being able to. date sort of a a lot of people in that spectrum is seeing different sides of yourself that emerge. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you're Dom and your partner's sub. Mm -hmm. And I find when I date women, there's a certain energy that comes out that I, and, and when I date men, there's a certain energy that comes out and I'm always trying to like buck that norm a little bit. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, when am I going to meet the lady who takes the incentive or like initiative and like, like, why do I always have to make the first move? Which I feel super comfortable in. Like, I, t- I completely, like, love to sweep a woman off her feet and, like, show her a good time and make it really easy and be like, I'm going to lean in for that kiss or I'm going to say, you know, whatever. Because right. like, that works. It works. And yeah. <laughs> it feels good. And I feel good in that. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who's, like, really interested in exploring all the different expressions of sexuality, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, do I just, like seeking like dyke who will take the first move you know yeah, like yeah, the answer is yes yeah. but like i but it's like but it's one of those things where i'm like i need to get out of like my zone of like how i present to present differently yeah. when looking for certain people like like what you were saying like what you know like you can kind of like deduce what works you get your needs met right and you can mm-hmm. like work in that a little bit but with men too it's like you just kind of like pigeonhole yourself a little bit which is totally fine and totally great but you're like man, that's nice to have my legs over my head. Like, that's new. That's different. Like, yeah. how do I bring more flavor into my life? Yeah. Like, right. just ask for it, I guess. And here's the question. Like, <laughs> you know? in a perfect world, I imagine you wouldn't have to present a certain way in order to get a certain yeah. thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, is that even possible? Is that a- Do you have to put that, like, shingle out that, like, I'm this type because I have my hair this way and because I'm standing this way and right. I'm using this type of language. Or is it just a matter of open communication? And yeah. I feel like sometimes open, open communication can be really frustrating that it's not it's not easier than having, like, a, an open conversation. But hopefully, I feel like our society... Wait, say that one more time. It's 
Like I didn't follow when the I was words in high school. Said. I always wished that there was a system of like glowing buttons that were on your body. I thought about that too. Really? Like yeah. where you could be like, I can tell that that person's attracted to me, so yeah. I know that it's safe to like yes. go up and. I wanted to design an app. Oh, we, like, wore so buttons. good. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's basically what's the the what's the one. That dudes are on where it's like you can be like five feet from someone in a grocery store and be grinder. Like, yeah, grinder. Yeah, grinder's that app. Yes. Yes. But I wanted it to be <laughs> to make the take the the premise of like mm, I'm gonna walk a fine line here. Almost even like taking consent mm. out of the picture. What we what did it's we talk about? Transferring consent to yes, transferring consent a to a line of communication. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. so that the conversation didn't need to happen. So you could say, "I am looking for this kind of thing" without saying it. And oh, so like I mean, that's kind of like hanky code, where you yeah. would like on your back pocket, mm-hmm. like depending on the color or ear inside, like what or... you're into and what you're looking for. I feel like most of the relationships that I've been in. Or the conversations surrounding them have been that, though. Yeah. Where I think it's great when you're in, I don't know, the the queer community I find myself in or, like, the circles I gravitate towards or the love of communication is, like, hi, my name's Shanna. Here's what I'm into. (laughs) And then (laughs) they they literally have your sheet and you have their sheet. And then you can, like, know that without having to talk about it. Yeah. Because you've already said it all. And you can even say it. Like, where you're like, I'm into this right now. I am not into this right now. Yeah. All of these are a green. All of these are a maybe. All of these are, you know, and then and then you, it's like, there's a, there's a conversation in quotes, but mm-hmm. like, it's like, really just like, hi, nice to meet you. Here's all this information about me. Now let's continue as if you don't have this cheat sheet. Yeah. I, I um, have kind of grown up in the... And I, I think it has a lot to do with my Enneagram type, or at least what I've understood to be my personality type in general, which is I produce a lot of giving for a partner or in relationships. And then I get a lot of, I get really annoyed or frustrated when that's not reciprocated in kind. So it's a, it's a really selfish thing. So it's not like I'm doing, I'm giving selfishly because I expect a response, but I do get hurt when, when I'm not reciprocated. And I feel like when it comes to asking for the things that you want or hoping that you get the things that you want, it's sort of like the, the old trope of, I don't want to have to ask my husband to buy me flowers. I just want him to think about me and get me flowers mm-hmm. because that's to the type of, rela- or, that's the yeah. relationship that I want. And I, I feel like that's how I feel sexually too, is I don't want to have to tell you because if I tell you, then that has ruined the intention that I actually want from you, which is to to want to do these things without being told. But I think that's a growth edge for me <laughs> is to be able yeah. to get more comfortable with telling people what I need and what I want. And there's and, sexy ways you can do that, yeah. right? Like it doesn't necessarily need to break the mood. In fact, it could build up the mood yeah. if you do it right. Uh, one example would be like, if somebody's fucking you too hard, you can be like, oh, oh, stop. Oh. No. Or you could just be like, You're fucking fuck, fuck me slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference yeah. in how you move forward mm-hmm. and, and the mood and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, and that can be also taken to any conversation yeah. about what you're into. 
what you're looking for. I'm not saying I'm an expert at that at all, but it's a fun thing to explore. Usually I'm like an expert in retrospect. Like I'm like, next time I'm going to say. But maybe that's, maybe that's a good, like transitional point for us is like, maybe that's our work in the next season. And this next like couple weeks is learning how to say what we want in a very sexy way (laughs) between you and Nick. <laughs> she was making eye contact with the guy she was saying this. Maybe we need to tell each other what we want sexually. <laughs> I feel like that's what you guys do with this podcast. Tangentially. Also you and me. Yeah. And you and me. Okay, now All I know what us. you guys are feeling. <laughs> this is just propositioning oh. you into a threesome. We invited time, you here for a reason. The first time I met Nick Vu was... During I don't remember this at all. A four square dance, I think. At the what? remember when you guys were super into you were into four squaring for sure. What is wait, four? Are at, you, like, wait, are you talking about uh, line dancing? Square dancing? square dancing? Square dancing. Yeah, I, not four square with the ball that no. you play on the playground. I do not square recall dancing. ever square, square dancing. dancing. I square danced a yeah. lot. Yeah. Nick square danced a lot, and I met Nick on the dance floor. <laughs> Nice. Square dancing. That's great. Yeah. Was and I Maggie think, there? I, think I so. have zero recollection of this. I don't remember this. this or maybe it was it, Paige it or right. something. Yeah. But I think you guys had just moved in or were yeah. thinking about moving in well, or something. And sounds right. Yeah. Cool. I remember you wearing like denim and it was like tucked in. Oh, you really so dudded up for, oh, the, for the square dance. So I mean, and that was cute. certainly during a phase when like I was getting no action. I had no idea how to interact with. You're like, maybe I was if interested I in. It. And it's just like, I just have to get out there. Like, yeah. you know, I haven't had sex in over a year. There's nothing on the horizon. What do I do? I live with I, this I'm smoke fumbling. show of a roommate. Yeah, Maggie. It's <laughs> just fucking every, yeah. everything that And moves. so it's just like, well, <laughs> step one, get out there. <laughs> and so that was me. I would go, yeah, every, I think it happened every two weeks for mm-hmm. maybe a couple years. And that band was that. great. Yeah. Is this at the Little Red Hen? No. Oh. It's at the Tractor Tavern. Yeah. I have no... I was not there. I don't... I You've do never been to the Tractor Tavern? Not for square dancing ever. Oh, okay. Then maybe I knew you before and then I knew your face. Yeah. And then you guys... That's like my first it. memory of hanging out with you, though. Yeah. And then you guys pegged later. No, I'm now I'm trying to you think about me? when... Is that when you pegged me? <laughs> Can I? We, I do want to. We, we have never been involved. FYI. Uh, I do. Yes. None of us. None of us have, have been never been sexually with involved other. with None each of other. Us. I would like to say, though, that recently. I have really funny memories now of your guys' house. <laughs> I want to hear those. Okay. But I also want to say that two, approximately two years ago, I got a, a text message from Shanna from Portland saying, is Nick in a porno? <laughs> I don't know if I... Did, was I asking? Because I was... No. It was clear to me that Nick was in the porno. I just watched it. <laughs> and sure, I was like, sure what? Are you sure I didn't text you? I just saw Nick's I, dick that, or something. That could have been it. I mean, I could like probably that. scroll back through my text and find it if I scrolled long enough. But I... It was so fun. It was. Uh, Which it, one was it? Well, it's what you dream of was happening. Well, I've seen. I've well, seen. I've, I've seen you in several done porns now. <laughs> a couple, yeah, a few. Did you do more than two years of film? I was film? in 
three, but one didn't have my face at all. Okay, well, I saw the two that had your face. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, and more. This is like, if you, so, Hump. I have not uh, watched any of your Hump is an amateur film, film festival. festival. Put on by the stranger and Dan Savage, and, and it's a, delightful. a specific type Corn of film festival. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been going for like six years or seven years or something like that, and you always, always hope when you go to this amateur <laughs> porn film fest that you're going to see someone you know because it's like that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> so I'm sitting with my partner, and there's this really hot. You know, kind of, it's like, kind of like artsy, like films starting to happen. Art house, right? This Black guy, like in a suit, yeah. going upstairs and like fucking his girlfriend or something, or supposedly or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I see Nick's face, and I just like jaw dropped to the floor, grabbed my partner's leg, and that person to the other side of me was like, <gasps> like you grabbed a stranger during a porn festival. It was someone else <laughs> that was with us. Okay, but I don't, I don't, I just, and I just remember my partner like, like, like coming over in my ear and whispering. You know that person, don't you? And I was like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next year, I saw you with the dude. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, and also just a great dude. concept for a film. Sex first. It's like all these people getting together for like a night of like dinner and like board games, and then they all like bang it out, and then they have dinner. Yeah, because it's great. You don't you don't want to have a big hearty meal. Yeah, and yeah. then an orgy. And then, yeah. Yes, agreed. Yeah, sex first. Sex first. And then eat a delicious meal. Oh, my God. Why don't people think about that? But it was awesome. Uh, Thank you. That's my That was my first time one-on-one with a guy, actually. Really? I'd been in, like, groups with guys. But um, but he's a friend for a long time. I certainly did. (laughs) Literally. It was good. Thank you. It was so good. Thank you. I'm proud of um, both of them. And I was also just, like, really happy to, like, know a cool porn star. <laughs> and then we, I think we bumped into each other at some point over in the Portland. last couple years. And I was like, oh, my God, well, that's Nick. <laughs> Get my picture with him. <laughs> uh, did, you, did we take a picture? Yeah. Oh, did we send it to Maggie? I, I don't know. Probably. That probably. sounds familiar. Probably. That sounds familiar. Yeah. But then, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know. That was at the food cart in Portland, friend, right? You're my friend that I've known way before your porn career, but it's right. really fun. When I was fumbling at the Tractor Tavern. Yeah, it's really oh, fun to be like, like my, to you know, with my partner being like, I'm going to Seattle. This moog is for the porn star. And he knows exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. And he's like, oh, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. You should really see these, Maggie. I don't know if I can. I don't know if you, you can. And I have considered it so many times I've considered it because I'm so proud of you. Like, I have sincere pride in Because like, we've never artistry. seen each other naked, even though we've lived with each other which is six wild. years. Speaking of which, tell me... <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing over here. Oh, how's the dick? Oh, and I think... I think oh. after, no, hold on. I think... I'll into it in a second. Oh my God. It's real nice. It's real nice. But I think after after watching your first film, I'm yeah. fairly certain I Facebook messaged you that night and was like, so I just saw I just saw oh, really? nice job. Yeah. And you were like, oh thank you. Like it was just like very like probably one of like a million messages you got that night. But that Those little team that now. team you guys have, you guys are like up in that film festival. Yeah, uh, Inca, I think she goes by Inca Winters is her director name, is a, a director in L.A. who pulls together like an all-women crew. Love it. 
Uh, so that was fun. During the first one with uh, Amanda and myself, it was uh, like, so I was the only guy mm. among how do, like 12 mm, women. How does one doing... watch amateur porn now? Watch like, amateur porn? Like, how would I find your video? Like, Well, it's actually in the best of hump. Right now, maybe tonight. What? Actually, best of hump four. The second one, the sex first one. No, like there's a a current festival. The punishment was Mm, the the first first one. one. Yeah, Yeah, the hetero one. Wow. Het is I think what they say. That was better sex. Sure. I mean, we have chemistry for sure. They're in love. I mean, the next one was great, but it was like an orgy, so there's like a lot going on. Yeah. It was easier to focus on just you guys in the first Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. The lighting was really good, too. It was excellent. So yeah, if I go good. to a website... Tonight. <laughs> they, uh, they're, so they're only playing it... We can watch this it. at Mike's birthday. Great. They're only hey, streaming at certain times. We were times, trying so to figure just out what we were going to watch for my husband's birthday party tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this last Put your year, kids to bed. Yes. <laughs> this last year, we did the, the naked viewing from home, and it was so fun. Oh, you watched it naked? Yeah. That's hot you as can, shit. Well, you can watch, nice. you could either just stream it, or yeah. you could stream it with, like, a hundred people streaming who are naked, and you just have, so you have, like, your computer screen open, and everybody's, like, a little tab. Oh, so you see everybody everybody's else. everybody's naked, and oh, you're all shit. naked together watching Hump. That's awesome. And it is, That was an was organized so thing. Yeah. Huh. Are there people who are, like, having sex? Did no. you see people having sex? There were a couple people, there were, like, a couple guys who were, like, kind of touching themselves, but, like, nothing was over it. Everybody was so sweet. Everybody was super. Rules? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there was somebody monitoring the naked rooms, like, to be, so like. So you couldn't have sex. You couldn't have sex while watching uh, Hump. But okay. there were meetup groups that were happening afterwards. They were, like, meet me on this site if you want to jump in on this and this That and this. is so fun. It was wow. super fun. And it was just, like, like, you would expect anybody who would go in for that kind of thing it was such a supportive community and everybody was like, your bodies are so beautiful. This is the best thing that's happened in pandemic. Like I'm, I'm so starved for human attention. Like, you know, like, but just everybody was really supportive and it was so fun because there was a delay. So there was a delay of about like five seconds. So if you're watching a film and something like, like the corn, then everyone happened last then year and goes like, Whoa. there's like the sound barring with the corn cob. It was really intense, but that's just like a, an example of you watch it and then you could watch Everybody responding. The, like, the mm-hmm. whole, it'll be like five, four, three, two, and the, all, the whole screen of people going, <gasps> you know, like, it was so great. And then everybody like in the chat rooms being like, ah. <laughs> you're going to have to describe what you're talking about, a sound bar and a corn cob. There was this, there's, you can put these like little, they're like these a little sounding, metal rods. Sounding, sounding rod. rods. Okay. Oh, like a divining rod? Like four square and sounding rhythm. <laughs> it's it's four a thin, think of a chopstick with a rounded tip so that nothing's gonna snag. Okay. And you insert it into the urethra of a penis. Mm-hmm. And supposedly And there was a corn cob? People are into that. Yeah. So a corn people cob like into a sketch, penis urethra? The sketch was these guys going camping and like let's make dinner. And then the it all resulted in a, a sounding, what is it, sounding rod? Mm-hmm. Like, being put in one urethra corn cob in the other urethra and then, like, fed it to the guy. And they were all having a lot of fun. 
So the corn cob was between their dicks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not inside. Not their inside dicks. their dick. The corn cob, okay. it was like holding like a corn on the so cob. So two penises, these... like corn cob holders. Here's the penises, yeah. holding and you're the guy eating the corn. Arr, 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 arr. There Got it. The penises. Got it. Yeah. I see. And I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they always do at least one or two that are very like push like your limits. Shock value. And shock. And they do a great job beforehand being like you are going to see things that if you're home alone you would not click on that link mm-hmm. you know and you're going to see yeah. bodies that you wouldn't normally go for and you're going to see sex acts that are going to be hard yeah and like mm-hmm. you take care of yourself but also know that like and before it would be a theater of people yeah together and there'd be like that huge trans dude who you're making fun of might be sitting right behind you. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's be super chill about yeah. this. And That um, sounds... Yeah. I feel like as as full circle as we can come, that like... <laughs> but like, that's kind of what we're talking about as far as like putting things in a box or putting a, a religion in a box or a God in a box. Like... Oh. like yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. like Pushing boundaries is like the way to expand how big something is and how like how much you can experience. That's true. And to understand that there's other people besides yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that have t- vastly different experiences. They have different experiences, different answers to how to live well and and learning and hearing from them. Yeah. And oh, their experiences yeah. it, it expands your. Mm-hmm. experience of the world. I love Hump for that reason because if you see something that you definitely don't like, you're like, well, that tells me something about myself mm-hmm. and I, it also has nothing to do with me. Yeah. You know? And so if we could only if we can only look at religion the same way. Yeah. You learn about humanity. Yeah. 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 It's like, <laughs> even if I'm not into it, it's like, I'm glad I saw that. Yeah. Even if I yeah. never want to see it again. Like the tongue tacos one. <laughs> like the Butter in the asshole yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is an endorsement to explore <laughs> the hump festival. Um, yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk about Polly at all? We need to wrap up pretty soon. I don't feel like I need or, like, to. You wanted to. Did you I have just, questions? I just, I wanted to acknowledge that yeah. I am in a monogamous. Are you coming out as monogamous right now? I'm like com- coming out of the closet? Yes. Will you guys treat me with kindness? Which is actually funny. <laughs> like, among my among my friend group, when somebody like is monogamous, we're like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Tell us about like why. Like, <laughs> no, we don't shame them the or anything. But it's like yeah. the default among my friends is like you're probably both. Uh, I haven't really explored it with my partner, but I will say that I think I'm probably ninety percent monogamous because of my partner's comfort level mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, that's, that's my experience is like, I'm, I'm, my partner and I are some of the more out poly people that we know of the poly people we know. And, um, we have poly friends, but like, I would say by and large, most of the folks that I'm friends with are not poly, but, but it's always like an asterisk. It's always like, I think I'm kind of poly, but yeah, you know. And I have some friends who are like, we're not poly, but they go to sex parties. Yeah. And they yeah. date other people and even have like yeah. a one-on-one. Like, I have a friend who's like way more kinky and non-monogamous than I am. But on paper, she's like 
no, I don't condone any of this. And I'm like, are you sure? Because you're getting way more ass than I am. And she's like, no, that's just a misunderstanding. (laughs) She's very East Coast. I don't know. It like feels very like there's a presentation and then there's like a what you do and how you advertise and the relationships you'll be in and stuff you'll do. I have had that experience with the word Christian too, Mm. with specifically East Coast versus West Coast where someone is Mm. like, yeah, I'm an East Coast Christian. And that means... I do not go to church. I do not. I do not practice any of the like sacraments. Like I, I am only that when I am at home with my family. Like mm. I, I qualify as a East Coast mm. Christian. Yeah, and I guess I mean Polly. Like we have to always define terms, right? Mm-hmm. For some people, it means we fought, we're allowed to fall in love, mm-hmm. or we enjoy falling in love with other people besides. A primary or partner. partner. Or even, like, you don't even have to have a primary. Um, solo poly is a big thing these days where it's like, I am myself. I, like, my identity is not coupled with another mm-hmm. person. And sometimes they're, like, very anti-hierarchy. Like, mm. no relationship will be put on a pedestal. or. But, I mean, you can, you can build it however you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, some people will be like, I'm not poly because... We don't fall in love with other people, but we can do everything else. Right. Interesting. But other people, it's like... And so, actually, a lot of people are using non-monogamy Would you, now. Consensual non-monogamy. Would you say that poly can kind of be divided into denominations of poly? Yeah. <laughs> like, different subscriptions? Yes, but... It's, like, more snowflaked than that, <laughs> in my experience. Yeah, everyone kind of makes it their own, but there are, like... I mean, relationship anarchy is a very clear like here's sort of what we believe and mm-hmm. we have regular meetups right. based around this mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know but you never know until you have the talk and say the words yeah <laughs> that's to, what i find yeah just communicate and yeah see what they're up for and into especially if you're dating a dude and he's like no my wife and i are totally poly <laughs> yeah sometimes you gotta <laughs> don't do anything until you say the word, <laughs> unless <laughs> unless you understand that you might be taken for a ride. <laughs> I was going to say this about the Christian church, mm-hmm. and that is that I feel like that is one conversation that is deeply lacking in the church, is the idea of uh, poly people who are searching for like Christianity, spirituality, and that the church is like so grossly far behind that they like the church is still like gays are bad <laughs> with like no no uh, like discernment around that gay is not just one state <laughs> or that that there are more states than just gay and straight. Yeah, but I I've had conversations with. At least two, that's not a huge number, but at least two people who are poly who are like, I would love to go to church, but the church is not equipped to like know mm. how to confront the idea of polyamory. Or not confront it. Or not confront it. Like, <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Like, they don't know how to just let it be, mm-hmm. which is, I think, going to be a primary focus in the next 50 years or something if the church is going to survive because so many more people are like vocalizing or embracing polyamory 
and also wanting a spiritual practice at the same time. Yeah. And the Bible so- doesn't really say much about how polyamory is bad. So, like, right. you and don't if anything, have- like, it- all these kings and stuff that yeah had harems and yeah i mean so it's like, certainly patriarchal so there's no there's gender, not but, really a lot of scriptural bias that can be like well this is wrong uh yeah. to other someone who's poly anyway yeah it's weird um i was gonna say that i think this is also very seattle mm. and maybe portland like pacific northwest where poly is becoming more normal mm-hmm. i don't like any other part of the country, I don't think that's the case. East Coast Poly is not necessarily the same as West Coast Poly. I don't know. I also think that's just, like, my interpretation of, like, you can have a lot of, like, light affairs with people, but when it comes to, like, how you're trying to build your life and what your expectation is for a partner that you're going to call your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or whatever, you know, can be really different. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just, like, you know, with certain people, I'm like, you really, you really don't get it at all? Like, you're really just, like, not even attract, like, even none of it resonates with you at all? Yeah. Kind of just be because of their actions. And they're like, nope. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you wonder, like, how much of that so. is just denial. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you human? Or yeah. No? Or uh-huh. ignorance or lack of understanding, right? Like, yeah. just not really or understanding. compartmentalization. Yeah. Like, this mm. is just, I'm not a good compartmentalizer. All of it's one big... Cosmic, cosmic napkin. One big cosmic <laughs> napkin. <laughs> I'll just write in on a cosmic napkin. That's my that's my podcast about menstrual cycles. Okay. <laughs> the cosmic the napkin. Cosmic napkin. Yeah. Napkin. True. The cosmic sanitary yeah. napkin. <laughs> Good. I mean, this is sanitary too, right? Enough. It's for sanitation. Shannon, what's a practice that you've been practicing that you would challenge us to oh. um, enjoy? In the coming days, weeks, and months. Tarot cards. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. That's what, an easy one. What? How could we, as not tarot card readers, what I want access to... that? Sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry for cutting you off. No. This is I'm how done. you do it. Go, go, go. You just take a deck. We don't have decks. You don't have decks at all? Uh, uh, is there an I bet there's app a generator. Or, uh, yeah. I will. How about I can this? Just, like, click. How about this? I will flip a card mm-hmm. every day. For a week, and I will text you the image of that card. A different one for each of us? No, same. Doesn't matter. Okay. So that we have a full deck. No, just so you'll have a card. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to look your, up the meaning. I'm going to be your card generator. You can look it up. You cannot. It doesn't matter at all. The, the meaning of the card will find you whether you read about it or not. I just mm-hmm. want you to look at the image. Good. Fall yeah. into the image like a lucid dream. Note what colors pop out at you or images or maybe a story that comes up. Or if you look at it and you're like, ugh, unpack why you're feeling ugh about that. Or if you feel good about it, unpack why you're feeling good about it. If you read a certain word or a number that just like anything that like kind of like tugs at your psyche, just like unpack that a little bit. Think about it and then kind of like carry it lightly throughout the day and Mm -hmm. see what comes up during the day. Perfect. That's all. I love it. Do you guys want to do that? Yeah, and so it's kind of a lens through which to examine ourselves mm-hmm. in a way that maybe we haven't. It's a little mirror. In the past. And they're yeah. often very beautiful. And there's the artwork is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's no wrong answer. As long as you're listening to what your heart or your eyes or whatever, whatever you is pulling out of that card. 
If you want to look up things, you can look up things. Doesn't matter. And I'll show you different different cards from different decks. Sounds, That'll be fun. Mm, Sounds okay. so good. Mm -hmm. I'm into it. Nice. Let's do it. Um, it's going to start tomorrow because I'm not home until tomorrow. And then how could other people find you if they were in the Portland area or on Zoom and wanted to... If people want to get a get hold touch. of me for a reading, yeah, you can find me. It's long, so get ready. Rainbow Connection Tarot at Gmail. Perfect. You can email me there, and we can set up a reading. Rainbow Connection, like, like a Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. Yep. Oh, it's such a good song. Rainbow Connection Tarot at Gmail. Perfect. Yeah, at Gmail. Or Tarot. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to plug anything else, like... That you're doing hmm. in your um, world. People can look out for. Um, I don't really have anything else going on. Okay. Yeah. Just killing it. Just killing Just it. Life. Just like starting a new job, like hanging out with your friend Maggie. Yep. So good. That's yeah, it. It's real good. So good. Cool. Well, it has been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thanks good for to see us. you. Thanks for having me. We like Yay. you a lot. I do. I won't um, speak for you. Still now. on the fence. No, I think you're amazing. <laughs> I think you're very cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, let's shut her down. This has been Switcheroo. Later. back here. That's the mama girl. What's she doing? She's talking on the telephone.